So I have this client who um, came to me because they have hundreds or thousands of leads that downloaded a white paper or attended a webinar. The sales guys get the leads and nobody can be converted. It's just like garbage. They, they're like, these people are not good prospects. I can't close them. They're not ready to buy. And uh, my advice to them was, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing a white paper. There's nothing wrong with the the, the, uh, the way you're delivering your information. It's just too much to consume. Right. Now, I get it. If you're far enough down the funnel, you'll spend as much time as you need. But most of the people learning about what it is that they do are not aware that their need is as acute as it may be. Um, and I was telling them about how it's important that they record themselves and that they share their thoughts and just so that they're aware. I said, when I put out this or that, I don't expect someone to call me up and say, I saw your post, I need to hire you. But I'd be willing to bet that if you ask anyone remotely in the industry, do you know anyone who does medical device marketing? I'll be in the consideration set. They'll be aware of me. And that's all I need. Right. Um, and so what I was suggesting is that the, the concept of getting a lead from marketing is kind of going away in that marketing does a good job when they promote awareness and keep, you know, relevant stories out for people to discover when they are. Right. So my question is, so what's the role of a sales guy now? Because I believe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the head of sales said, you know, like Alec Baldwin, like, here are the leads. Mike and Murray gave me these leads. These are good leads. Go close the leads. And I don't think that I think it's. I think it's becoming. I mean, this is myself self-serving, but I think it's becoming more and more about the, that. That salesperson becoming a relationship builder, because the guys, the leads are coming from webinars that someone signs up to watch. It's not a lead. It's just a name. It's like going through LinkedIn and just pulling down the, the, the buyers of a certain type of product and calling it a lead. It's 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 like the leads I had when I was a broker that I just opened up the yellow pages. Well, here's you don't have leads. Mm-hmm. Here, they're people. Mm-hmm. They got money. Mm-hmm. Go get it. You mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. And then and literally there were, there were all these levels because it, it, and. And there were guys that could do that, because there were guys in my office that could make 300 cold calls a day. Mm-hmm. And when they did that, they would get 10 real prospects. I was not capable of making that. I would make 80 cold calls a day, so I would fail at that method. So the way I outperformed those guys was I got out and got to know people. You know, I took them out. I spent time at seminars and, and walked in and met Joe and then sat next to him through the whole thing. So whenever Joe might have said, hmm, I wonder what's this, you know, I would be there. Right. And, and you know, back then, my sales manager belittled my approach. He kept telling me I was going to fail. Because I wasn't getting the numbers in, and he was a straight, you know, get the numbers, get the thing. Right. This is a this is a formula. You make a thousand calls, right. you get. And then I kind of reversed it. I reverse engineered it to say, Joe doesn't have to be as good as I am. He might just have to work harder. Like you might have your relationships like I can. So you have to make three, four hundred calls a day. So you shouldn't look at me and go, I can't do what Ted does. I'm not going to succeed here. There's, there are other ways. I think what's happened now is that. Those, what, what used to be considered qualified leads are the yellow pages, have become the yellow pages. The, the webinar leads, the, the LinkedIn searches that come up. I think that it, it, you, the reason brand innovators has worked for people, and this is, believe me, this was not strategized by the owners, is because almost everything being sold is the same. Therefore, I'm going to buy from the guy, and then I, then I got to know a little bit. Or even better yet, I'm going to buy from the guy who I'm talking to Joe, and he says, you know, Ted, we work with Ted. Um, is he the best? I don't know if he's the best, but he has a job done. He answered my calls. Great. Fuck. Check. Now I've got my X thing done. I don't have to go look anymore because Ted's going to get the job done. So at a bigger company, and you've certainly been here, and I don't even remember, when did Salesforce come on the scene? Do we have it at Flowers? No. I'm close. Okay. So there's a pipeline. And look, I get it. I hear everything you said. I think pipeline goes, I think there's still a pipeline, but I think it's more of a relationship pipeline. Met the guy. 
I have a couple conversations with the guy. But do I put numbers against that? Do I say this is a 5% chance of closing in Q4 because I, I, I have to make a projection okay. as a publicly traded company? I don't do this as a regular thing anymore, so I can't answer that question. Like, I'm not, if I was running a sales team, I could say this is what works for me or this is what I see. I'm not close enough to it to answer that question. Um, and, and I'm very frank about this. When people call me out, I go, I don't, I'm not trying to prove what I'm teaching. I'm telling you what I believe. Now you go out and execute it. Um, I, I, I don't think I met, except certain products, which still might be numbers based. Most of the better sales managers want guys that know how to do a consultative sale and, and work with people. And there are a few products that that's not the case. Um, like media is really not that case. Media is right place, right time, buy it, I got it for you, sell, you know, like straight media sales. It's why most of the um, platform companies or the uh, won't hire the media sales guys. Like the media sales guys that are out of work can't get jobs because Dynamics simply won't hire them because it's a nine-month sale. And in other words, their, their meeting to close can be six to nine months. That's not a media sales guy. They feel they don't have the skills to develop the relationships, to walk people through, for Joe, for me to be with you. And part of that relationship is me listening to you, hearing what you're not getting, and then being able to come back with a, a, a solution for you that you oh, can understand. Are you saying something like, I want to put a $100,000 buy on a mommy blog, and that's um, the media sale you're kind of talking about? I'm talking about I want to buy TV time. I want to buy an okay. you know, I want traditional. To buy what they call programmatic marketing. They're just sales where I want to, I want to hit this demographic this many times for this one. That's a media buy. And, and a lot of those jobs are disappearing because it's becoming what's called programmatic. It's formulaic. Yeah, you go in, you, it, it kind of sucks because the programmatic buying is not as good as the personal buying. When I really bought, I'd sit down with you and go, Joe, tell me about your Pennsylvania Gazette. I want to really understand your customer and who they are and who your demographic is. Now it's a machine saying there's 10,000 people here that are in this category. And, and, and they share the characteristics. Well, and it's going on right ball. It's going anywhere. You have very little control. You can um, put, like, blocks. Yeah. But more or less, you, someone calls you up and goes, did you know you were in uh, Guns and Ammo? Well, because Guns and Ammo has men 25 to 35 that, you know, do something else besides buy guns. They responsibility. Yeah. But you understand what I'm saying? And you're very little, it used to be you knew exactly where your media was being placed. You don't anymore program that. But the problem with the sales guys is they're losing their jobs because people are just giving the numbers and coming into a computer and it's like anything else. It's way less guys. So these guys are looking for new jobs. And a lot of them don't have the consultative skills. Um, and I think a lot of sales in general is going to the relationship side, the consultative skills side. And relationship building isn't just about having cocktails. It's about giving you value, getting back to you with what you need, being able to help you understand what it is, being able to educate you to the point where you can buy my product and, and know that it'll work for you. So you need, I think, sales skills and closing isn't about closing. It's about a lot of these guys work on teams now. They have the person that, you know, is, is base. who's the educator. They have the person who, who gets them the materials. They have the person, the computer scientist that walks them through how it works because very few good salesmen are going to be able to do that. Another thing I don't, I, I just don't see most people doing this, but finding, you know, the dozen or so people that you really want to influence and follow them on social and leave comments. I mean, there's just one guy. 100%. He needs to comment every time I open my mouth, right. and I, I was compelled to check out his profile, yeah. and I learned that there's no reasonable business between him and me ever. I was like, well, I, I had, then I had to write him. I was like, I really appreciate your, yeah. He's like, you know, I just enjoy your stuff. Okay. Yeah, right. And, and it can be that, but the other side of that is, if, if you, like, I tell this to people all the time, if you want to do business with Joe, especially if he's a content writer, start commenting on his stuff. If you want to do business with a company, someone eventually is going to say, who is that guy? And by the way, it doesn't take a lot because so many people don't do it. It's so easy to say. One of my first relationships, this is eight years ago, out of the medical devices group, is a guy named Robert Packard, who's one of the best regulatory and quality guys I know. And he just was there. He just kept giving these really solid answers. And I was like, who is this guy? And I reached out to him and I said, you've got to run my regulatory group. And he made a great run of it. I mean, some of it can be as simple as I use, like, the reason I, I have so many one-liners and I have all the shortcuts in my phone. Because it sounds intelligent. 
look, I'm, I'm as busy or busier than anybody. So how do I comment on so many things? Because I have things and shortcuts. And I see Joe made a thing, and I write, network is looking, network has reach, every community has power, you know, relationships like muscle tissue, and I throw those things in as my comments. So it's not just like, nice. And I do that too, but that's mostly when it's a picture of your dog or your family. How many do you have? Oh, I probably have a hundred. I mean, I put them on photos. You know, you see my photo things with my things on, and I keep writing new ones. And a lot of times they happen with, like, like what you said so funny because John and I say all the time, damn, we should be recording our conversations. Because we, when we drive, we talk. Mm-hmm. And so often, shit comes out of it. I know. And what will happen, and John, we're very accustomed to this. First of all, a lot of my stuff comes from John. Like, he starts it, I refine it, and then, I, and then he looked at it. We've been together with people where someone goes, do you know Ted just tweeted what you said and took it as his own? He goes, uh, that's what we do, man. Like, why would you even criticize that? Because John, John will look at him. If, when someone really questions him, he'll look at him and say, I would never do that. Like, I will not do what Ted does. So whatever comes at the point, like if I come to something, he takes ownership. Like simplicity is, I don't know if you heard this one, um, simplicity is the new EDLP. Yeah, everyday low price. And what we, what we started as, John said. We, we, I haven't seen you talk about that recently. I can tell you a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, a book has come along really slow because John insists on writing most of it himself and he just, you know, he does something and then he, um, he doesn't write it like the way I write my books. I give the ideas to my editor and she, like, I give her the faces and then she makes a chapter at it. Mm-hmm. He wants to write which is great. He's a good writer, but it's just taking it ridiculously long by the time. Hey, we're already going back to chapters and having to update them. Right. Because it's changed so much. But So you have a writer that's rich enough that you can give a concept and she'll flesh it out? Um, I give her a concept. I give her a bunch of like, one-liners. I, if she doesn't write it, we have a phone. She records it. And then she, yeah, she flushes it up. Into a, uh, how, much, how does she charge you? Well, most of that has been for my book, so she just charges me flat rate for the book. So, like, you know, John and I, get, we're paying her $10,000 for retail relevancy. Regrettably, I have a 930. That's okay. It's the so one how, we put off. How long will it As much as a half hour. That's Okay, so I'll still be on. Yeah, I'll be back. And here, look. Here's a transcript of our entire call. Oh, this, this last 15 minutes, everything we just said. Really? And it's still doing it. Now, is it, what site is this? Otter, AI. Joe, I just don't remember this. Okay, show. I told you four times. Yeah, but I'm asking you just to say it. That's why I can write it down. You already gave oh, it to okay. me. okay. So I just wanted, this way I'll relate it in my head to that. It's that thing. Okay, and can you do that on your phone? Yes. So John and I can use it when we drive? Exactly. Awesome.